One Mississippi, two. So this is new recording number nine, Mr. Lowe. Oh, look at you. I like you slating yourself. Yes. You're such a pro. Take two. Welcome to Literally with me. Um, So I'm really excited to have Gail King on today because A, she's a wonderful woman. Just one of the nicest people, one of the brightest people, one of the most beautiful people. And I love supporting her show, CBS Morning News, um, because it is one of the few places that that um, you can get news, just news, not what people think about the news and not trying to divide anybody or lighten anybody up, get anybody angry, just like literally what do you need to know each morning you can get on that show. So and I, I am so indebted to still have something like that around um, and um we're going to talk some really, really fun stuff, and uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it with, well, I'll say it like her her bestie Oprah. How would Oprah say, Gail King? So where, where are you right now? I'm sitting here in the kitchen, where I always am. Excellent. Uh, on, I, so I live on the Upper West Side in New York. Now, what time today will you have to go to bed? To get up to well, host the show. Well, because it's Friday, I, I actually can oh, sleep right. in. So I can actually sleep in maybe, if I'm lucky, till 4.45. But normally I get up at 3.24. I get up at 3.24. I hit three snoozes. I'm fascinated by a lot of that. First of all, the three number is frightening. But why 24? Why not 25? What's the 24 about? Because there's something that comes on the news that I like to see at 3.25, 3.26. Well, tell me so, what that is. I want to start watching that. No, it's on the competition, so I'm not giving them any play. But I, I, I like to see what they're doing. I like to see what they're doing. I've always wondered, like, if you, if if people who are on the news, like you, watch the competition, and now well, I know you do. Well, you know, you know what's funny is uh, when I'm on vacation, I always watch to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But during the week, during day to day, I don't. I don't. But early in the morning, but early in the morning when you're when the day's just getting started, I like to see what what's sort of happening. But here's my question: If it's on at that early of a of a time, it can't be that big of a story, or it or or is it? Is that like it it normally isn't? It normally isn't. But you know, I love pop culture. Yes, I know. I love pop culture, so I like to see what's happening in pop culture. And so you're right. It, it, normally, if it's that time, it's not that big of a story, but it's fun stuff. And I like fun stuff. But you look, you love pop culture, but let's face it. Aren't you glad you're on CBS Morning News where you don't have to talk about the Kardashians every day? Well, I like Kim and Chloe. I know. Look, stipulated. We love everybody. Everybody's great and pop culture is great. And there's no such bad. Pop culture is the greatest thing like that ever them. happened. I stipulated. Like but you but, got what I, what I love about your show is it's it's. It reminds me of what I grew up loving, which is when I turn up, when I wake up and I have my coffee and you guys are on, I know I'm going to get news. And if I want entertainment, I can get that anywhere, but I want the news and yeah, you guys this, are awesome. This is the thing, Rob, to your point, and I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not knocking anybody because morning TV is a big pie and you can find stuff you like. I am very glad that on Halloween, I don't have to worry about what's my costume. I'm very glad about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not dissing anybody. I swear to you, I'm not, because we're friends. I'm very glad we don't do that. I'm very glad I don't have to cook a recipe and act like I know what the hell I'm doing or that this is fun. Yep. So, you know, when we say the news is back in the morning, it really isn't just empty words to us. We really do mean it. And every day, every day, I just came back because uh, I had to go to the doctor and somebody said, I watched you this morning. I didn't know, da-da-da-da-da, you know. People always say, I learn something every day when I watch you guys. But, you know, when people say, I don't want people to think we're stuffy and puffy and blah, 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 blah. Because you can still do the news and have fun doing it and not being a comedy show or not go to silly school. That's what I like about CBS this morning. It's a good fit for me. I'll say that. Well, listen, you know, we've talked about this before. I love your show. It's the it's. It's just Thank the you. best. I do, too. I do, too. I like the Thanks. way it's produced. I like the bumper music. I like, I like everything about it. It's very, very cool. And you guys have all really, really good chemistry. I think you, you, you get obviously, well, you wouldn't tell me on the podcast if it, otherwise, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You, you get along. It's all good in the hood. It's all great. We People do. Are, well, listen, yeah. 
I, I'm kind of the last man standing. You know, I we know. started my my time started in 2012. And, you know, we've had a couple of teams, as you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've had some kerfluffles and bumps along the road. But now it's Tony DeCopa and Anthony Mason. And I like that we all come to the table with a different skill set. But no kidding, we do all get along. And it is a mutual respect and admiration. But, Rob, honestly, it takes a lot for me not to get along with you. It takes a lot to make me mad. And yeah. it takes a lot to just, because I just think this, I think life is so short. Yes. And we live in a society where you're encouraged to be your worst possible self. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be know. that guy. Same. And it, it's same. Just same, 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 and more same. Because, um, yeah, I, I are you like me then? Because I'm, I'm very slow to piss off. But when I go, my, my fuse is m- mucho short. Yes. And when you go, people know that rut row, Houston, we have a problem. Right. You know, then they know that this is something that we should take seriously. You know, because I look at look at it this way. I'm sure you've worked with people that lose their temper, they throw things, they hollered, and you want to go, we're all grown-ups here. Yeah. You don't need to talk to me that way. You don't need to treat me that way. And so I just decided early, it's, just, it's not the nature of my personality, but when I do get upset, I do think people pay attention. You know, this is funny. Lauren Michaels once said, you know, that sometimes you just have to slam the table and say, motherfucker, to get people's attention sometimes. Sometimes, even if it's not your nature, you just have to get mad to let them know I'm not tolerating this. And c- coming from someone And I someone think there's who, something to that. I think there's something to that. And, and Lorne never swears. So when he <laughs> and when he when, and when he uses the word fucking, it's hilarious because he doesn't. It's like he's never used it before. Oh, it's like he's trying it out for the first time. Rob Lowe, you're a good mimic. Oh, Look at you. Listen, uh, it, we can't get through a podcast without me imitating Lorne. Really? We've never, Seriously? We've done, oh, yeah. No, no. He shows up on every podcast. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, the thing about Gail is <laughs> yeah. she represents a side of America that is really it's lovely. so good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> who else um, do you do? In, who else do you have in that repertoire? Well, I'm sure you've come to the White House and interviewed me before. <laughs> oh, I, have so to, good. I have to say, it's good to have Joe in there. He's a good man. That's so good. I just, I just saw them last night on a, on a Zoom birthday party, Rob. The Clintons. Yep, we're on a Zoom birthday party. For whom? For do you know Michael Kivas? I know you do. Of course. Yeah, I've, at one point, everybody's uh, represented me, and Michael was my agent for a moment. <laughs> so. But Michael Kivas had his uh, his birthday party, and he had a magician, a magician. And before the birthday party, oh, do I have it? He sent everybody a little box that you could not open until the night of the birthday party. And so you had to fill out different things. There were all sorts of little goodies in it. And the magician would call on. It, it was the wildest thing. I've never seen anything like it. But the point that I was making is that the Clintons were on that Zoom. That's what made me think of it. And did Bill Clinton do Brad Pitt? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? That's my Brad Pitt and seven impersonation. <laughs> but just think next time you have a birthday party, if we still can't have, because I so miss people. I, honest yeah, to God, I miss. Totally. This is me. I think it sucks to be single in COVID times. I really do. Because this is me at my kitchen table, me, myself, and I. I yep. just went I just went and got... Um, what do you call it? Uh, Doritos and cheese and guac. It's very sad, Rob. It's very sad. Well, I'm going to order pizza. Well, I think you need to be on Raya. See, if I could honestly, if I could do that. What What do you mean, if I could do that? Do you know wait, wait, plenty wait, 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 of wait. famous people are on Raya? Are they? Yes. My kids tell me that all kinds of famous people are on Raya. If I could do it and people don't know that it's me, I would do it. And I know what? this is this is really bad. I know this is really bad, but there's still a part of me that thinks, God, you got to go online. I know, I know, I know. A lot of nice people meet a lot of nice people there. But I just, there's still a part of me that goes, loser, you're online. And I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. So I wish I could do it and people wouldn't know it was me. I do wish I can't that. believe you haven't done it just as an anthropological social experiment and done a piece on it on the show. No, no, I I haven't. I haven't. See, we've come up with some programming. (laughs) 
<laughs> See, I could pro- I could help produce the put, show. Put put it on your things to do. Find a nice guy for Gail. But you know, listen, I don't have a. I'm not sitting here having a pity party. I really don't. I've got a great life, great friends. Get to do go to a lot of nice, cool places. I get that. But you you know, life is always better when shared. Look at you and Cheryl and John Owen and Matthew. Look at Aww. you all. And they all send their love. Cheryl was so excited that we were talking today. She said, I miss her. I miss her. When I can have we see some her? Cheryl Lowe pieces in my repertoire. I Just know saying. You, you and your bestie Oprah have been such great supporters of Cheryl's jewelry. Yeah, we're really, big truly. fans. We're not late to the Cheryl Lowe party. No, you're not. You're early, you're early adapters. Yep. One hundred percent. Um But how, how do you feel about aging though when you really think about it? I mean, I, I just you know, when I when I turned 50, the AARP sent me a, the magazine arrived oh, and I, I called day. I called them up and I said, could you please take me off of your mailing list? I don't want to get this magazine. And now I think maybe that's a bad thing to do because why I'm not running away from it. I don't try to hide my age ever. I'm 66. I'm not ashamed wow. of it. But maybe maybe we should let people know. That it's okay and it's a good thing. Well, first of all, you look 46, if. No, 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 I'm 66. Well, this is good because the doctor told me that my body and my body parts, all of them are like a 40-something, except for my knees. My knees give me some problems. But I mean, I don't, I'm not hung up about that. George Clooney's on the cover of AARP now. Well. The March issue. Yeah, when I turned 50, they asked me to go on the cover. And <laughs> and what did you say? I was so, my publicist called me and I was like, bro, do I need to fire you? What? I don't, huh? And, and, and I've, I've come full, full circle as well. And I'm, yeah. I think I, I think I might've done the cover as well, but, but it like. the Did you do the cover? Did you do it? I, I'm pretty sure I did. And, and, but it was, it was shocking when I realized I'm that, I'm in, I'm in. When I was a kid, 55 was mandatory government retirement. Exactly. Exactly. I can remember, Rob, when my mom turned 50, and that seems so old. Oh, And now, also, when you have kids, your kids are 20-somethings, mine are 34, 35. When you'd meet people that had kids that age, you thought, God, they're old. And I just, I don't feel that. So that's why I'm thinking, I I, I think we need to rethink AARP. Well, I, I do. I'll speak for myself. I need to stop going, ew, and just sort of embrace it and really just show people this is okay. Well, because there are so many, as like you're saying, there's- It's dark so- in here. Wait a second. You, you just oh. went, you, you went dark. Yeah, I know. Oh, look at it. I know it's starting to get dark. And by the way, like I, I, I had Matthew McConaughey on the show recently and I- Oh, I love him. He's the, he's the best. And he was asking me, he said, if you give one piece of advice- to actors, what would it be? And I and my <laughs> my advice was always stand in the pretty light. Yeah, I and know. And it's a it's good life advice. Lighting makes a difference. Hey, did you have him on for his book? I did. I read his Didn't book. You? His book so I fun. I read it too. I read it too. I've done I've done three things with him. Number one, I I love that he was so candid in his book. Mm-hmm. And and I think he can do more than just. I could see that being a one man stage or one man. That's play. what I said. Because you I, did I, not. I did. Well, I turned my books into a one man show and I love. Did going you do tr- it? I, did you I've do done it? it all over the country. I've done it oh. in, uh, all over the world. And uh, see, did, I think that's a good idea. It's great. Can you imagine? I would love to see Matthew for two hours. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have the I didn't have the balls, though, Gail. I wanted to do a whole bit with him where where I pretended that I didn't really know what his catchphrase was. And I was going to be like, so, Matthew, tell me about how did you come up with that cat catchphrase right now, right now, right now? And just, oh, not, you should, not. you should have done that. You should have done that because you know what? He's a perfect person. He would play along with you. On yes. That. That's the beauty of him. You yeah. know, there are some people that would be offended and some people who would be insulted that you don't know who I am, but he would instantly get the joke and that would have been fun. Okay. So I know you can't probably answer this, but who is the worst interview you ever had? Celebrity. Frank interview? Zappa. Oh, wow. I love, well, he's dead. So it's perfect. And wh- why was <laughs> but it, he? But it's also true. It's also true. Why was he not good? I mean, I was, a. he had come, I was anchoring the news in Hartford and he was, you know, he was there. And so I asked him. You know, Frank Zappa, you know, how did you, you know, your, the names of your children, you know, Moon Unit and Dweezil. Yep. Where, where did that come from? I mean, they're so, I didn't say that they're 
dumb names. I just said, they're very unusual. Is there a story? Is there a... He goes, no, they're names, just like Gail. Any other questions? Ooh. And that's what I said. That's what I said, Rob. I said, dude, to myself, we're here trying to help you promote whatever it is you're trying to promote. The least you could do is be engaged and gracious or whatever. He goes, no, their name's just like Gail. Any other questions? Just like that. He was so dismissive. And then this is this is what bu- bugged me. Later on, I saw him in another interview and they asked the exact same question. He had some long ass answer about what? Well, moon unit comes from da 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 and Dweezil to us meant da 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 da. I mean, for whatever reason, he didn't feel like playing that day. And you know, sometimes it is like that. But I just think that when you come and you're going to be interviewed, you should always come to play. Always. Yes. Or or don't do the interview. Or don't do the interview. Uh, uh, listen, be entertaining no matter what. Like I, I take great pride in when I'm being interviewed and I'm on a show and, and I've got my shit together. I've got, I've got stuff. I'm going to go. It's going to be fun. Cause I grew up loving people who were good guests. Yeah. You know, yeah. when Burt Reynolds would go on the tonight show or yes. do, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like or D- Dana yeah. Carvey, Martin short, those guys destroy every time. Well, because quite often you're coming to promote whatever your project is, whether it's a bad movie, a bad book, or a good movie, a good book. You know, not everybody gets an A++ in their projects. Yep. So, you know, we're really giving you the platform to promote whatever it is. So the least you could do is is, is be gracious. That's a great thing about Matthew McConaughey, who's done a gazillion interviews, as you know. Yep. But he comes to play because he knows... It, it'll help his book sales. And I also think he's a good guy. I also think he's a good guy. So let me ask you this, though, in, in the era of, of cancel culture and like everybody has to be careful about every single thing they yeah. they say, yeah, I can tell you it it is more difficult to do interviews today. Here's what's interesting. I find that the, the, the gotcha press. Yeah. Isn't yeah. around at, on it from from my perspective, isn't around as much like I, I feel safer in the media today than ever before. Do you? But I do. That surprises me. I do. I I feel like, I don't know if it's that I've been around a long time and I have a lot of relationships. So people, like I know people and and so everybody's, everybody are are like, we're at least peers or friends. But when I grew up, when I was coming up, I felt like every interview, they were looking to somehow sandbag me in some way or the other if they could. I don't feel that. But on the other hand, um, you know, you can unwittingly say something at any given moment and you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. oh uh, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. I right? mean, I, I come from the school of anything can be asked. There's just you just have to know the time and the place to ask it. But and, and, and I always think this whenever somebody's going through something, you also don't have to answer every question. You can just say, you know what? I really don't want to talk about it this time at this time. And that really is an okay question. That really is an okay question, and that's an okay answer. But I never say to somebody, um, "Don't ask me about fill in the blank," because I I just think that puts everybody on edge and sets everybody up. And I've been in interviews where a a, a PR person said, "Don't talk to them about so and so." Yep. And I find you ask the question if they can see what your intention is. I'm never trying to screw anybody. I'm never trying to make anybody uncomfortable. And I think. They can feel that or see that and you can, they can answer it or not answer it. But sometimes when you're doing an interview, especially when you're in the headlines, you have to, you have to ask the question. You have have to ask the question. Like, you know, Morgan Wallen, for instance, I really want to do an interview with Morgan Wallen now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what he's going to do or if he's going to talk or what he's going to say, but talk about the example of cancel culture. I mean, Number one, a full disclosure, I like country music. So we're working on a country um, primetime special for the Country Music Awards. And they handed me a list of people. And just two days ago, I said, why isn't Morgan Wallen on this list? I love his music. That song, Seven Summers and Can't Love You More Than My Hometown. And he just released Dangerous. It's 30 songs. He's so good. And then the next day, that story broke about him using the N-word. And so they said, do you still want to talk to Morgan Wallen? (laughs) And I go, yeah, "Yeah, actually, I do. More than ever. Actually, I do. Actually, I do. So he's going to have to navigate that. It'll be interesting to see 
how he does or what he does. But yeah, I would like to talk to him. And that's one of those things that, you know, it's like when I did the R. Kelly interview, he knew what the interview was going to be about because that big documentary had just aired with all of those women yep. who, who, who had a lot of credibility. So it's not like he was blindsided. He knew everything that was going to, no, I'm not going to say he knew everything, but he knew that that was going to come up is the question. And I yeah. think you have to be prepared to figure out how you're going to answer it or what you want to say about it. It's always shocking to me. And you really see it with people who are pro, like in, politicians where yeah. there's an issue. They're frustrating to interview, by the way. Oh, then they're, they're worse every year. But like it's the uh, <laughs> I think it was the one I remember as a kid when when I think Ted Kennedy was running in 76 or something like that. And they asked mm-hmm. him, why do you want to be president? And he couldn't answer, answer. the question. Yeah, I couldn't answer that. the question. I remember that. I'm like, well, you know what? Somebody who can't answer that question probably shouldn't be president. Yeah, I remember that. But it always it always blows me away that 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 people can be so unprepared. But this is the thing about politicians. I always find politicians uh, they're frustrating to to interview because they have a list of talking points, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what you ask them. Doesn't matter what you ask them, they're going to stick to da 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 da. So quite often, I find it very very frustrating. So I'm always trying to find a way in. Always yeah. trying to find a way in. And it's tough. I find it tough. Yeah. Is there any other, you I mean, I think you have the best job in news, but is there any other job in news that you've always sort of coveted or gone like, I mean, you're you're at the top of the mountain now, so I guess it's a stupid question, but have you ever been no, like- No, it's not. I would love to direct. I, I think directing is so cool. Not movie direct, not, with, not, not in your business, but I think it's cool. You've been in a, a control room. Give yeah. me camera three, yep. go to camera, go to tape five. And I love it when it's live and, you know, things don't go according to plan. You go to roll the tape. The tape isn't there yep. that you have to be fast on your feet to say, OK, let's go to camera three. Let's take camera two, roll tape on. You know, I just think the first time I saw that in a control room, I went, wow. So exciting. Yes. Yeah. So if I wasn't on air, I would like to do that. It's like air traffic control, but really I don't want to do that. No, that's too many people's (laughs) lives on the line. Yeah. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. How often is the producer in your ear during a broadcast? Because that would drive me nuts. Partially because I'm deaf in one ear anyway, so I can barely hear anything anybody's saying to me, but... How often are they? In are your you ear? really deaf in one ear? Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm totally, totally deaf. So whenever I, I have to my IFT, to you? Thi- well, it's since I was an uh, an infant, so I've never known anything other. So, but my my mom and dad always re- think that I had undiagnosed mumps. Oh. Okay. So the or so that kind of virus which can take your hearing. So I'm lucky I can hear it all. But so what is your what is your bad ear? What side is that? My right ear is my so bad that- ear. That makes it even more amazing that you can do what you do then. Well, I as mean, a, I, as an actor, I mean, I get, I get, I mean, to me, the only time it's ever an issue is if I'm, if we're in a loud location and it's a lot of dialogue and it's quiet and they're on that side of me. Yeah. That's hard. Or picking up a telephone in a scene and, and like, I can't hear that side and that's the side the camera is. So that's really the only time I ever notice it really. So when you, when you say I can't hear, like if, you picked up the phone. You really can't hear it in that ear. It's like that. I am nerve dead wow, in that ear. Wow, that's interesting. Which also, I'm sure there's a legion of people who've sat next to me at sporting events or that's come up what to I me yes. and and then like he's a fucking asshole. I said <laughs> yes. hello, Mister Lowe, and he didn't even acknowledge me. That Rob Lowe, he's a douche canoe. I know. He didn't my- even say hello. I said hello to him and he said nothing. My kids are super vigilant about it. They're like, he can't hear you on that side. He can't hear you. <laughs> you know, they, they're always like being my secret service about it. But so, yeah, if you come up to me on the street, I can't hear ha- half the anything. Well, we'll have to keep that in mind when you're on the set and you have your IFB in. But they, they're not in the ear to answer your question a lot. You know, they're only there if to give instructions to say it, it just happened to us today, actually. Uh the uh, lead story wasn't ready. There was a problem with David Begno's live shot. So we had to go to the next story. And while they're getting ready, they said, look, uh, we're, we're changing leads. So start with start with page two. Tony, you lead. 
We're not going to change the read. So Tony, you lead. Gail, you just say hello. And then Tony, you, you take and go. I mean, so they're normally there to troubleshoot. They're normally, right. A couple of times I'll get a thing that'll go, okay, Gail, that's enough. <laughs> do they ever do they ever tell you to ask a question that you haven't thought of or that you don't want to ask or something no. like that? No. Uh-uh, no. They no. let the pros do the pro work. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Now there may be if we're running out of time and something has come in, they'll say we just heard so and so and so and so, you might want to ask so and so, but generally speaking, no. What do you think the biggest story I mean, Jesus, ask this year. Yeah, that's What's hard. Yeah. Really? Right? COVID. Yeah. Uh, racial injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, th- this was such a, 2020 was such a shit show of a year. I thought it was emotionally, spiritually draining. I thought yeah. it was just a shit show. I couldn't wait for it to be over. Because, you know, you had COVID, you had racial injustice, you had an economy, uh, economics, you had health problems, economic problems. Any one of those would be enough to rock the nation. We had all three at the same time. Whoa, Rob, that's a lot. And then you go into 2021, you say, okay, great. We can start a new year. Just psychologically, I thought that was good. And then January 6th, you've got people that are taking over. the. I sat there. I was right here at this kitchen table. Rob, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. I was right here at this kitchen table. There's my TV over there. Um, And and. I watched in real time as they took over the as they took over the Capitol. Do you think we're getting I know I am. I'm getting so descent. I could I could wake up tomorrow and there could be a mothercraft UFO hovering over the White House. I'm like, yeah, sure. I bet. I mean, we've seen so much stuff we never thought would happen on an yeah, almost daily basis. I'll believe I anything know. at this point. I know. But this is the thing, Rob. We can't get desensitized to it. We can't. I worry about that, actually. I worry about. You know, we were on such an emotional roller coaster with, you know, lies and more lies and lack of leadership. I just don't want us to become desensitized to that. So when Biden was when Joe Biden was elected, you know, regardless of what your politics are, when it came to Barack Obama, you know, whether you liked him or didn't like him, you never question his integrity, his character or his intelligence. That's for sure. You know, and in the last White House, I think many times people question all three. Yes. You know, he's very fluid with the truth, very fluid with the truth. So when Joe Biden got in the White House, I think a lot of people just said, "Okay, we have decency and sanity in the White House. And that's a good way to start. That's a good way to start. But these are very scary times because we're so polarized. Everybody. We can't even disagree without attacking each other. That's not good. Let me ask you this, because the, you know. Present company excluded. Poll after poll will show you that people have, let's say, I'll, I'll be generous, complicated feelings about the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not always held in high regard. New. No. Yeah. And, but my thing is like, there's always been agenda driven media. William Randolph Hearst, they created the term yellow journalism. Yeah. About William Randolph Hearst's running of his newspapers, and I think he—I th- I forget what his agenda was. It was—I think he wanted us into World War Two. I think that was what the, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. right? So everything was driven through that prism. So there's, the, it, it's always been that way, um, but now it's just out of the closet. I think is that what it, is that what it is? Well, is that- I don't know. I just think a free press is one of the most important. It's one of the important tent poles of American democracy. The problem is that you can, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And I think that's why it's so frustrating for me. When I just look at people that just, you know, the whole QAnon controversy, that there are people that believe, you know, that uh, these satanic cults that are eating babies or (laughs) that, I mean, who actually who are actually saying this or, you know, that 9-11 didn't really happen or the school shootings didn't happen. And that there are people who were storming the Capitol. Some wore a shirt that said uh, six million wasn't enough, talking about the Holocaust Yep. or murder the media. I mean, those people were so amped up and so hyped up. That was very terrifying to watch. Very scary. So we live in a society where people 
if you only stay in your own little silo and you don't expand, I always say to viewers, please do your own due diligence. You've got to do your own due diligence. You can't just stick with one silo. And I'm not tooting the horn of CBS. Well, I am tooting the horn of CBS. I take that back. We really pride ourselves on trying to present the facts, giving you the facts without an opinion. But the truth of the matter is we are human beings. We're not robots sitting up there. And everybody who's reading the news had an opinion. I just know I'm not paid to give my opinion. But sometimes it, it does get away from you. It does get away from you. And I'll get in my ear, Gail, careful, careful. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a couple of carefuls a couple of times. But you guys, but that's that's why I love human your, beings. That's why I love your show because I I agree. I I feel like it's the last, and I mean I don't know. I I mean I I don't know where people go for straight down the middle, nonpartisan. It used to be CNN, but that's no longer the case. No, anymore. and that happened fast. It used to be. It used, it used to, be to be CNN. One hundred percent. It used to. Yeah, be. I mean. You know, we pride ourselves on checking and double checking, you know, especially when there's a breaking news story. You can believe that the first half hour is going to be incorrect. It just is people are trying to get out there and get out there and be first. We would much rather be right than be first. And that's mm-hmm. not always the case with a lot of a lot of networks. But I, I think people just want to know the basic facts. I, I really do. I think people are really hungry for it. And, let's say and, intelligent-minded people. Let's say that, Rob. Let's say yeah. That. I guess I guess there probably are, are groups on both sides that just want their facts. They yes. just want they want yes. the echo chamber, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you on Twitter? Yeah, but not a lot. Yeah, I am on it and off it. I have a complicated relation. I have a complicated relationship with all social media. I think everybody does, right? It's it's you know it's the genie. Have you ever been hammered on social media? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You have. For sure. I used to, I used to do much more, um, current event, um, related tweets. And I just don't really so much anymore. Cause there's always going to be somebody, you know, that <laughs> yes. has something to say about something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you, you kind of go, somebody gave me the great thing of, um, when you're going to tweet something or say something in social media, say, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Now. And does uh-huh. it need to be said by you? <laughs> well, chances are, if you got to go through all that to answer the questions, then the answer is going to be no. Thank you, right? <laughs> let, let, let me put my phone away. Never mind. Yeah. I thought Blake Shelton, I was doing an interview with him once. We were talking about social media. And he said that he just refuses to do it because, Gail, it's just an accelerator on hate. And why do I, which I thought was good. He goes, really it's good like, one. Put, yeah, it's like putting your foot on the accelerator pedal. And why do I need to do that? And I went, God, Blake, that's good. When it first came out, I loved it because, uh, you know, up until then, there had always been a, a barrier. Now we probably realize we need the barrier, but there there had always been a barrier between you and your yeah. audience. Yeah. So I, you had to go on Barbara Walters or yes. I had to go on your show. Or I had to do all of yes. those things. And now you can it, reach people directly in real time. Yeah. Immediately. And, and you have a, a um, you can say something without it's a free shot on goal. There's always going to be the follow up. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, if you're on any of the, the shows, you can just hit what you want to hit and it's out there and there's no follow up. It is it's what you want. It's exactly what you want. And that's great. And I mm-hmm. that part of it, I really do like. But I, I don't I, I think that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, would you go back and, and put the social media genie back in the bottle what would you do because it's it's definitely changed journalism for sure i know but i like it though i think it can really be used as a force for good it can we just have to navigate that but no i I think it's great we just have to figure out a way to be um to be judicious with it and i i do think at some point all those tech guys are going to have to figure it out i know free speech but the fact that Donald Trump was kicked off of Twitter and Facebook. The difference that that has made. Can you imagine if he was still tweeting and saying the things that he was saying? Because there, so much of it were just outright untruths. So let me ask you this then. I, I, I get that 100%. But you have the, the rulers of Iran on yeah. Twitter. Perfectly yeah. fine. And they're like calling to eviscerate Israel on a daily basis. And that's okay on Twitter. 
Yeah, but that's that's not the United States of America. That's not how we roll in this country. So the fact that he could say what he said and all the people went charging to the Capitol. Right. I mean, Rob, a police officer was killed, hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. I I mean, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me when you saw them scaling the walls of the Capitol. I mean, we've all been to the Capitol. I have such reverence for the place. You almost feel like you have to whisper when you're in there. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you because of all that it represents. Yes. And so the the fact that they were just marauding in the halls the way they were and the things that they were saying, the more you see, the worse it is. The more you see, the worse it is. You know, they say ignorance is bliss. And I, as luck would have it, was were I was um, in Hawaii and with between the time zone and just checking out. Yeah, I was I, I when I go away and I, I just want to check out. I mean it. I check out. I don't watch the new. I don't do anything. If you're like the Capitol's being stormed. And I was like, what? Get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's not being. Stormed. And then you look at you like, oh, my God, they were they weren't kidding. Yeah, you you really do. When you go on vacation, you don't you you can. I, I have to watch the television. I have to. I know. Well, it's your business. You have you but, do. But have even to. if I wasn't the even if I wasn't, I just so like knowing what's going on in the world. So the fact of just I think I would start, you know, uh, I think I would start shaking, <laughs> start I, shaking. I am experimenting. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm experimenting with knowing less. I'm experimenting with mm. being OK with being those people that I see all the time and have dinner with where I bring up something and they have no idea what I'm talking no about. I know. No, zero. No idea. <laughs> and they're they're perfectly fine not knowing I anything. Know. I'm always fascinated by those people, too, because I'll go, what do you mean you don't know about this? There are a lot of people like that. So when you say you're 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 trying about knowing less, what does that how are you doing that? Easy. So. Um, when I work, which is all the time, which is the good news and the bad news. Um, I love that John Owen is there too, and that he's yeah, bossing you. I like that. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny wrote our last episode of of Nine One Lone Star. Our, our was biggest, it good? Best, was it it was good? the best one we've ever done. Seriously, it was our big crossover episode. So the people from Nine One One came to our show, Lone Star, and it was a wildfire, and it was it was definitely our best episode. So he John- wrote for them and for you, the crossover. He, he wrote did the that? crossover. Yeah, he wrote for yeah. So wow. it was, uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that little whippersnapper, that little bastard. Anyway. But, but, um, what, but what is it? But I am curious about what it's like when he's giving you direction. I do think that that's fascinating. Um, it's, I, I think that's kind of It cool. is both really proud making and really unsettling all at the same time. What happens if you disagree with uh, a, a direction that he's given you? Do you know what's really great is I never do. Uh, his Seriously? His, no, his point of view his taste, his humor, what he thinks is interesting, what he thinks is valuable, um, sort of his ability to, like, find the sort of secret sauce in things and why things work and why things don't is exceptional. And I I, I think it's, I mean, and it's exactly the same um, we have the, exactly the same taste. Maybe it's because we, he's my son and we we've grown up, you know, sharing the same movies and I love this movie yeah. and I hate that movie and this and that. But I know if he's, you know, minding the stew, it's, it's going to be everything that I would want myself. So that's, that part of it's great. What a good job Cheryl did. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's true. Know, it's no, true. no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm, I'm totally kidding. People are listening to this because Rob Lowe and Cheryl are like this. And certainly like this when it comes to their boys. I remember when they were little guys, so I know, I know. But there's something, I think, you know, as a parent, there's nothing more rewarding than being proud of your child, but it's also rewarding when the child is proud of you. I know. You well, know? I know. I'm not sure I've, I get that. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see Oh, no, I think it's funny. But They love but, to knock the crap out of me. But that's what's so good about it. They wouldn't <laughs> do it if they didn't have the great relationship with you. They wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. do make me laugh. And- you know, they make it, other people laugh, too. I've seen a couple of seriously. That's what you're going for. I think it's very funny. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I've raised two little monsters. What am I going to do? And we'll be right back after this. So anyway, but back to your question about how do I 
Yeah. How are you going to check out? Yes. So anyway, in my, you know, in my, in the trailer that, you know, I, you know, when you shoot, you know what it's like, you shoot for 30 minutes and then you go while they set up and you go back and sit in a trailer for an hour and then they come and get you. Well, historically I have cable news on always have. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's cycles. I've, I watched the same story over and over and over yes. and over and over and over and over. There's nothing new. And I'm still sitting there like, like, you know, I don't know what, uh, like one of those lab animals watching it. And Rob, remember when breaking news was really breaking news? I know. Something, something really was happening now. Now I don't even pay attention to breaking news because we hear breaking news all the time. Yeah, I no. remember that. I, I remember the day that 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 went from oh my god, I got to pay attention to yes, to uh, yeah. But so I don't have it on now. I have the Golf Channel on. Oh, Rob, you're I sounding know. like an old man. I know. I'll, when you when your phone rings, does it play the accordion music? I dun, know. I, I don't I know. know. I listen. I think there might. Why don't listen. you put on some music? Put on a music something. Uh, well, the golf I'm, channel. I'm, I'm, do I'm you even to, play golf? I do. It's my new obsession. So I, I do have that. I'm trying to work on my swing. So you do play golf? I do. When? Uh, when did you start that? Um, well, I actually started it when I first got sober. I find that there are two there are two things that helped me get so, that helped me occupy my time when I got sober was. Um, Golf, because it's really addicting. Anybody who plays golf will tell you it's super addicting. So the addict in me loved golf. And then when I had my kids, I stopped because it's just a time suck. Yeah. And then when the kids got out of the house, which is basically two years ago, I took up golf again. I hadn't played in 20 plus years. It's not boring to you? No, because you're chasing the high of that perfect shot mm-hmm. and it's it's surfing is the only other sport and i play almost everything i love i'm very active i do it all it's the only other thing that you chase the high wow. and so um hence my new um golf thing um but i i so i don't do that and i i don't go and i'm not looking at what's trending on twitter yeah, and, I never do that. Yeah, and part of me feels like, look, if it's a, like the Capitol, yeah, I heard about it. I, I, I mean, how, how how did you hear? How did you hear about it? How if you weren't watching? How did you hear about it? somebody said turn on the TV? Yes, it was. It was. I ran. I ran it. Somebody, as people do, and I figure if it's, I'm going through a thing where I'm going. If it's big enough to to warrant it, I'm going to hear about it. I don't need to sit there and monitor it. And focus on it and obsess on it. And I'm just happier. I am. I'm happier because I'm not exposing myself to it. Now, let me just say this, though. If your show, it sounds like I'm a paid shill for your show, but I really do love it. If your show were running 24-7, I would have that on 24-7. I would. Mm. I, what I don't well, want to watch glad is- glad it's not running 24-7. I know you are. You work hard enough as it is. No, because now I do radio for Sirius XM on Thursdays. I do a live radio show at five o'clock. And I like that you can talk to people in real time about stuff that's going on. And I just, you know, we've been doing COVID, 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 COVID. COVID. And I said, let's just do something fun. Let's just do something, whether it's Super Bowl. Or I said, you know, my daughter, I just got married over the holidays and I, she finally let me announce it. We, she got married at Oprah's house, social distancing, just six people there. And so I said, now for the first time, I'm a mother-in-law. So I said to favorite listeners, that's what I call them. What can you tell me about being a good mother-in-law or better still, what can you tell me what not to do? Ooh. What not to do, which I thought was good. What not to do. Ooh. And somebody said, you know, don't give your opinion unless asked. I go, who does that? You can't give an opinion? Nope. Don't give an opinion unless asked. Oh, that's going to be hard. But that sounds like good advice. Um, do you know that there's a shot in golf um, called the, the what's well, there's the son-in-law and daughter-in-law shot in golf. What, you know what, what that, is that? What do is you know that? that is? You hit yeah. a shot and you go, mm, son-in-law. And they go, what is that? He goes, mm, not what I was hoping for, but I'll take it. <laughs> 
And what, what's the daughter-in-law? The same. It's the, it's the same. Do, it's, do, do they have a mother-in-law? They have a mother-in-law I, one? That would be funny. What would that be? But I like this. Not what I was hoping for, but I'll take it. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's good. Yeah, that is good. There's the, the other, my other favorite golf shot is uh, when you hit a putt and it rolls and rolls and it's turning and it's slowing down and it's slowing down and it's turning and it gets to the cup and it turns it in. Oh, my, but it doesn't go in. You go, oh, Venezuela. <laughs> One more revolution and it would have been perfect. <laughs> hey, golf, golf got jokes. I like it. Golf got jokes. Venezuela. Rob, aren't you all COVIDed out? I'm just so like I'm so, so tired sick of, of it. talking to people. I'm so sick of a Zoom meeting. So sick of a Zoom call. So sick of sick of it. Can I tell you or, something? I'm really my brother Chad has three daughters under the age of eleven, and Chad, they have not oh chat and they have not been in school since March. Wow! And wow. I just wow. don't. I I. The amount of development that a child goes through in a year in school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. forget what they're learning. It's the interactions. And the, I am really worried, really worried. Uh, on the for, other hand, what's life going to be like when we, quote, go back to normal? I think about that. What's that going to be like? Well, here's one. I was like, I know there's stuff that I'll never do again. For sure. Okay, I'll never do it Okay. Again. This is what I did on my radio show the other day. I asked favorite listeners. Call me with things that you won't do again once we go back to once we go back to normal. Yep. And one of them was blow out candles on a birthday cake because <laughs> you know how we went. <sighs> Ooh, I you're can, right. I can I can see the spit flying everywhere, Ooh. but I, I would say still want a piece of that cake. Ew. I, I won't do that again. No. So I, so I want to hear what yours was about what you won't do again once we go back to, quote, normal, whatever that is. So I, I love skiing. I'm wearing my Snowbird shirt, as it yeah. turns out. And just coincidentally, at Snowbird, they're famous for the, they're this beautiful tram that gets you up to the mountain very quickly. And they pack 160, I think, people. Wow. Like, like you cannot move, like sardines. Wow. And it's always been gross. It's always been people breathing on you and other things. It's just so disgusting. And it's always been that. Now, there's no way I'm ever doing that again. <laughs> ever. But, but Rob, it sounds so gross. Why did you do it before? Because it was the only way to get to the top. For you? years, it was the only way to get to the top of the mountain, legitimately. Or even, you know, gondolas, all that stuff. I mean, I'm not a bit. Listen, I fly when I have to, but I, I'm not going to, that's been gr- another thing, been gross for years. Gross, gross. And you want to tell me that they're cleaning out those filters in the, on the airlines? Give me a break. There's no way, no way. Rob, 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 we interviewed the president of Delta oh, Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a whole different system, Rob, oh, I'm sure on the they airlines do. that it's recycled and it's recleaned and they say now the airlines is actually safer than going to the grocery store. These were the this, these like, were the same people that would sell you a <laughs> smoking and non-smoking seat, and the smoking seat was directly in front of you. How do they know about airflow? Well, it's changed now, Rob. It's changed. But you know, when someone said about the blowing of the birthday candles, I said that's true. That's true. How about this handshakes? Somebody said I won't go back to handshakes. I, see now, I'll I'm bummed this. about that. I'll do the. I'm you know, okay. Elbow. I don't like any of the replacements. I feel all of them seem have. I think a, the a, little bow is okay. You don't like that? So hi. Uh, I mean, people listening to the podcast, I'm doing a little bow to Rob Lowe. Okay, I so he, I don't think he likes it. See, it's not a full bow, Rob. It's just a. You know, you just not. I don't, here's why I don't like it. Anybody that hits me with the prayer hands, <laughs> I feel like there's an element of full of shit about them. <laughs> it's always been my, it's always been my experience <laughs> that when somebody hits me with that, there, there's something going on where they're trying to put. So here's, I, do, I don't like the fist bump. It, it elbow, seems, elbow, elbow. The elbow bump reminds me of the Oakland A's bash brothers, steroid guys. Don't like that either. 
Okay. So I know. Uh, do, it's, the, do the heart sign where people do their hearts? Uh, that's no. That's ooh. I don't think that's good. I take that. No. I don't know oh, what to oh, do. Oh, I thought uh, someone to, told me a good one. You just hit your heart like this. Like, good to see you, and you hit your heart. I thought that was pretty good. I kind of like putting your hand, putting your hand over your heart. Yes, they, and you just go, hey. That's, I, I thought that I, was pretty good. I'm down for. Do you remember the movie The Sting? Yes. I'm down for this. Robert Redford. Oh, Remember the when they put the thing. gang, their secret thing, when they put their gang together, yeah. it's kind of like they did that. Yeah, that, they flick their nose. I could do that. I also, I, I wouldn't mind. I don't first like of all, that. Here's what we should all do. I don't like do. the flicking of the nose. I don't okay, like how about that. this? We all need to go back to wearing hats so a man can tip his hat at people. But then I love that. I love the t- tipping hat, but it, it if you don't have a hat on, it's like you're miming and I'm not a big yeah, fan I of Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the hat tip, no. Hats to... I don't know. What are we going to do? Because now it is fist bump. I, I, fist like, the heart, I like the heart, the tapping of the heart. I, the elbow thing doesn't bother me because you get kind of close. You do a little elbow thing. I think I, that's kind of nice. I find the thing that's stuck for me, and I don't love it, is the fist bump. Now I'm kind of, I just kind of accept it. But you're right. I think shaking hands is done. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And you're not going to be blowing out candles or... Somebody said they're going to make these super duper tall candles on the cake and you just have one or something like that. But I thought that that was interesting. I don't know. Maybe Things that we don't want to come. Maybe back. we need to have a ceremonial pocket fan. It's like a birthday ceremonial pocket fan that when it's your birthday, you blow the candles out with your ceremonial pocket <laughs> fan. I don't know. I don't think that's not such a bad idea. What is that? Is that a guitar behind you? Yes. It is. And a piano. Do you play? No, because uh, because Cheryl Lowe has seen fit to move me out of my house in Montecito. I is can she no mad lo- at you? Oh, no, we're all moved out. We moved. I heard that. I saw that on the news. So we, um, we're in, we just moved into our rental that we're going to be in for three years while we build. And... Um, it, I, there's nowhere for me to record the show. So I'm I'm a pro now. I'm in an actual studio. That's why it oh. sounds so good now. Oh, okay. But so you don't really play the piano or the guitar. Gail, I, I think- I wish I people f- could see this because he's sitting in front of a piano and then there's a guitar beside him. He looks like he's going to serenade me at any moment. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can fake play like no one's business. Do you uh-huh. know that I fake played the saxophone and Bill Clinton thought it was real? He did. He was <laughs> fist bumping me. And, and he wrote me a letter and said that he wanted to invite me to the White House to play, to play? a duet. And I was oh mortified because he, I was like, oh my God, he thinks it was real. And it was a whole, it was a whole kerfuffle. I was in a shame spiral involving the president of the United States and my fake saxophone playing. Yeah. Your, your imitation of him is really good. It's He's really kind of easy, though, right? No, 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 no. I've I've seen some bad imitations of Bill Clinton. No, I've seen some bad ones. Yours, your yours is. I'm good. trying to think of who who I have new, that's new. I'm working on a Joe Biden. It's not ready for unveiling yet. I don't think he really has um, anything that's like Trump because Alex so nailed that one. But I don't think Biden has a thing that's so distinct that you could imitate. Dana Carvey sent me his impersonation of Joe Biden <laughs> involved him uh, mixing up, um, what was it, Bob Woodward with Joanne Woodward, which made me laugh. <laughs> I, I told, I told, oh. I told, I told, I told Bob, Bob, Bob to Joanne Woodward. I said, come on, man. We know what it is. It's the people. First, number one. Number two, it's not rocket science. Come on, man. It was like, that was basically, it was. Wasn't bad. Joe Biden, by the way, is the nicest man who yes. ever lived. Yes, isn't he? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Decency and sanity is a good way to start. You know, people said that boring is the new sexy. I'll take that. Yeah, sometimes you just want boring. I know what I need to ask you. About. Tell me what the what is this Chris Rock thing you're doing? That sounds amazing. I adore him. Yeah, he's great. So we did a we did an interview. He's got his new thing on Netflix, Tambourine. Mm-hmm. Started as an interview and it went so well, we made it into a one-hour special. Because Chris Rock is in a different place in his life. He's 55. He he really came to play and really came to engage. He talked about therapy and a, addicted to porn and infidelity in his marriage. He talked about race relations. Whoa. He talked about his career. You should watch it. 
I should send you the link, Rob Lowe. Will you? Will no, will you please? You the... please? I will, and you promise you'll watch it? Hell yeah. 100%. Let me, I got to show you the bear. The, so the bear, were you at Oprah's property when the bear was, yeah. had a sighting? Yes. Yeah, security came and said, Miss King, we're going to have to, because, you know, I live there. Uh, we did the show from Oprah's guest house yes. for the month of July. Right. So security came and said, Miss King, we're going to have to ask you to remain inside. There's been a bear. I go, where? I want to see. Go, no, we're going to have to ask you to remain inside. They have the bear. The bear was on my was on my golf course. Same oh, same bear. Whoa. Bear likes to golf. The other day, there was some uh, coyotes on her property. You got some coyotes out there in Montecito. I love I love having. I I um about six years ago. You know where the San Ysidro Pharmacy is in Montecito? Yes, I was, yes, yes. I was driving uh, past there at night and and came around a corner, probably a little too fast, and slammed on my brakes because I thought I was about to hit somebody's Shetland pony that had got out, only to realize it was a bear. Wow. See? Be careful. You know, you know Montecito is quickly becoming the new hot spot, you know. Oh, I know. And I don't know how Besides I feel about Oprah, it. Besides Oprah and, you know, you're there. I think Katy Perry's going to be moving there if she hasn't already. Harry and Meghan. I Adam don't believe Levine. that. Adam, Le- Adam Levine. Oh, is he there too? He's a new neighbor. Oh, wow. But, you know, Prince Harry, I think I, I saw him in uh, driving. I don't couple- believe that was him with a ponytail. I don't believe you. I don't know. I'm not all. sure you saw him. No. Well, it was for sure him. That's not in doubt. What is in doubt is, it's not was it doubt? a ponytail? Oh, no, no, it was him. For sure it was him. 100% him. Because he turned into, um, was he driving? He was driving, and he and he turned into the road that he lives on. I don't think he has a ponytail, though. He probably doesn't, but it looked awfully pulled on the side. It looked awfully tight. <laughs> it looked awfully tight on the side. And I'm a connoisseur of men's hair. I'm obsessed with any man's hair. I. Can can talk chapter and verse on. So, so you didn't make eye contact with him? No, well, he was behind, he was behind very VIP smoke filled glass, and we were moving very. You know, wait. So what if you, he's behind smoke filled glass, how do you know it was him? Because it was him. He's he's very but famous Rob, face. Rob, you can't see through the smoke filled glass. Rob is all I'm saying. Very you famous face. Th- I'm telling. Have you have you ever like passed somebody? Glass? Have you ever passed somebody in a car or a street and then you get a block away and go, oh my God, that was, uh, you know. Not with a smoke-filled glass. It wasn't that smoke-filled. <laughs> I need to get second. See, this is why you're a news person and I'm not. Because I was very happy to go with that. I was happy to go without any substantiation at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I need more details than that, Rob Lowe. Yeah, I was, I was like, I'm going for it. He had a ponytail. I don't <laughs> I'd rather be first than right. Don't you think? No. I'd rather be right than first. No. When when um when are you coming back to visit me and Oprah? When's that happening? I don't know, man, because you know, she's got very strict COVID protocols, as you know. Yes. You come, you got a quarantine for 14 days, you know. Most people don't have time to do that on a weekend. You just want to fly in and say hello. Yeah. But she ain't playing with it. You know, she had Pneumonia back in January. Oh uh, yeah, and she still feels the stuff of that. So she's she's she is very COVID phobic. You think I'm bad? She's really bad. She takes no chances. So, you know, I just want everybody to get all vaccined up so we can at least communicate and be with each other. I know. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and no, I'm I'm ready for when they get to my group, my grouping. You know, that's I'm not on the group yet. Um, but I'm re- I'm ready to do it. When, when we can, but I want to get, I want to get, get it going. Cause I want to see you. Cheryl Lowe wants to see you. Yeah, You've got to come see our, good. our little rental, like our little rental we're, we're living in. And, uh, the whole, what's your whole definition, thing. Rob, of little, <laughs> it's got a studio. My <laughs> definition of, of little is. Yes. That, what's your definition of little rental? That I am back in a closet, the size <laughs> of. What I had when I was a single man in my oh, 20s. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's why you're wearing a snowbird t shirt. Oh, yeah. This is my black tie outfit now. 
This is like see, Rob dressed up for me, guys. He dressed up. It's green with white lettering. Yes, it did. I I, I green to bring out my it's eyes for you, Gail. With you know, white what I'm lettering. Um, well, thank. This is so fun. Thank you for doing thank this. You. This is great. I oh, I, I thought it was so nice of you to ask me. Thank you. It was. Thank um, you, team. Thank you, Devin. Thank the you. Team was good. You were great. Your Joanna, you have a good team. You're technologically so savvy. We learned a lot. I know. Devin taught me something. Like when you said. No, because where do I plug this in, Devin? The headphones uh, in your computer in the round hole. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Okay, I'm going to send you the BET special with Chris. Yeah, no, please. I want you to see it. Okay, I will. Please, please. Thank you so much. How great is Gail? Isn't she great? And I know it's a podcast, so you can't see her, but man, she's, what did she say? She was 60 something. Wow, I want to look like that. I really do. Um, anyway, that was fun. Um, tune in next. Tune in. I love that I use all these old phrase. Tune in, tune in. But it makes the sounds like like makes this show sound like so much more than it frankly is. If I use phrases like that, tune in. Um, be with us next week because uh, we have a really, really, really great guest, and I know you're going to love it. Um, thanks for being with me, and we'll see you soon. You have been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe. Produced and engineered by me, Devin Tory Bryant. Executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile. Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Stitcher. The supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. <laughs>